from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. So we've been talking about privileged athletes, and this is a good one that came through during the break. And I'm surprised we didn't hear this name previous, but Pat Maynard tweets, Jeter had the smallest strike zone in history, protected by the biggest lineups in history, a weak arm at short, mediocre range, uh, destroyed the Marlins roster when he entered the front office. Everybody loves him still. I don't get it. Well, that that sums it up. (laughs) That sums it up about old Jeets right there. Checked every box. Checked every single box. Uh, Pat Riley, by the way, is just now sitting down at the podium in Miami for his annual end-of-season press conference uh, with media. Here's what I hope happens. If you're Pat Riley, just bleep it. Take the tampering. Take the tampering and just flat out come out and say... We absolutely want to have a conversation with Donovan Mitchell. Like, just put the pressure on Danny Ainge. And Danny Ainge, you know it's going to drive him crazy. It's going to just blow, he's going to blow a gasket, right? Because Danny Ainge and Pat Riley just despise one another. Pat Riley should say, hey, we'll set aside this money in these draft picks, and I'm going to go out and I'm just going to drop a Donovan Mitchell tampering bomb and say, yeah, we, we want Donovan Mitchell. And then what that also does is if Donovan Mitchell is in cahoots with the Heat, he's a Heat culture guy. He is. He'll say, Danny, that's where I want to go. Quinn Snyder, my coach, he's gone now. I'm unnerved by it, according to Woj at ESPN. I want to I go. I want to do change of scenery. I've done all I can do with this organization. And then that's where D-Wade comes in. Mm. D-Wade. The closer. This is on you. Get it done. Get it done. So in my perfect world, okay, in my perfect world, Pat Riley sits down, the hair glistening in the lights, and he sits down and he says, the final piece of this championship puzzle, we want Donovan Mitchell. NBA, find me. Okay, so Danny Age is furious. Objective A accomplished. Donovan Mitchell says, hey, I'm a heat culture guy. I can win a title there. I've done what I can do. Danny, I'd like out. Objective B. Objective C, you have the man who already infiltrated the Utah Jazz organization, Dwayne Wade, sitting right there. And he ends up talking Danny Ainge through a trade with his arch nemesis, Pat Riley. How about that? Seems realistic, huh? Seems like that'll absolutely happen. Yeah, it seems like probably a 10% chance of it happening. But I'm also surprised why owners and GMs don't do that more often, especially when you're on the older end. Like, just do it in the wide open and be like, I don't care anymore. Like, just pull the old guy card. I don't care. I have so much money. It doesn't matter. Like, you know what? Just throw it out there. Like, get the conversation started. So it'll be on first take the next day. Yeah. Hey, go for it. Go for it. Uh, you, You already got charged with tampering with Kyle Lowry, which was bull bleep anyways, but fine. Just do it again. Just make it an annual thing. Get your guy. Land your whale. Um, Pat Riley just said this, quote, you can run it back and be successful, but is that going to end in an NBA championship? I think we all realize you can always use more. So needless to say, I don't think that we're going to see the same core with this team. Certainly not the same starting five with this team, which then begs the question, 
of the starting five who ends up coming back and still remaining in the starting five. So obviously there's Jimmy and there's Bam. Uh, PJ, I think PJ Tucker, if he stays, is better off the bench. He shouldn't be a starter on this team. Max Struess, <laughs> I think the Heat are much better off if he's not a starter on this team. Right, and PJ is going to be a free agent, right? So what are you going to pay him and for how long? That's the thing. He becomes someone that I think becomes a question mark a now. A 37-year-old old man. Is, is Tyler Hero a question mark? He's, Aren't you shopping him any possibility you can do oh so? Oh, God. You are throwing kind him of in feels ch- like it, right? chum and you're putting the hook right where it needs to go and you're dangling it. And again, no disrespect to Tyler Hero. The guy is a talent. And just cheated on his girlfriend. Is that what happened? Yes, it is. Like confirmed, confirmed, confirmed. SMZ confirmed. Stone MZ. Yes. Is that really what Hell happened? Yeah. Absolutely. She went public with it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, Tyler, one-year-old baby. Come on, come on, my man. Couldn't stay out of the DMs. Couldn't stay. That's what happens, man. You can't <laughs> stay out of those DMs. Those DMs don't go dry, and that's <laughs> the issue, man. They definitely don't. He, Tyler Hero's DMs are never dry, and he got caught up. He got caught up in the moisture of the DMs. And just time I don't know and time, what I'm time about. and time again, right? We catch PK cheating on Shakira, Tyler Hero cheating yeah. on his girl. Like, I mean, everyone's freak game. What? Uh, what? Just come on, guys! It's embarrassing. You know what? Like, you're right. The DMs are the problem, though, because nobody's approaching him. He's not. He's not succumbing to some girl at a club, right? Like, it's not like, hey, Tyler, hey, here's my number. No, 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 no. What's happening is the DM slide. That's how. This takes place. I mean, you're this is where the right. improprieties begin. Is in the DMs. Let's go ahead and call Steve Politziner. We'll get his take on this. Steve Politziner, Good Karma Brands president, uh, a, a an absolute anchor in the Palm Beach County Treasure Coast community. He is responsible for Sports Talk Radio Living Down Here. Very successful businessman. Also a family man, an outstanding youth coach. There is nothing the man can't do. He is our all-knowing sage, and he joins us every week here on Ken LeVick Alive. So we'll dial up Steve and get him on. But I had seen a little bit of this Tyler Hero. Uh, these, these rumors, I thought they were yesterday. But, man, it is a little bit deflating, a little bit deflating that she came out and confirmed it. And I imagine it was in an Instagram post. I just want to be sure on this because I don't have time to scroll through Instagram right now. But Stone, he's my designated uh, social media Gen Z uh, insider. So he'll have, the, uh, he'll have the intricacies for me on this. But we'll get to a number of things with Steve. And as always, you can reach out to Steve Politziner. Ask Steve's is what we call it here on ESPN 106.3. Ken Levick Alive. If you have anything for Steve Politziner, go ahead and tweet it. At KLV 106.3. At KLV 106.3. Or you can email KLevick at GoodKarmaBrands.com. KLevick at GoodKarmaBrands.com. Or tweet us at KLV 106.3. It is time now or Ask Steve's on Ken Levick Alive. And we do bring on the president of Good Karma Brands. He is responsible for sports talk radio, residing here in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. The man is all-knowing. He is a very successful businessman, a very successful family man, a very successful coach at the youth level. He has a brain as big as anybody, and he answers your questions, and he talks with us and makes you smarter every week here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Steve, how do you like this proposal? Uh, Pat Riley gets to the podium. He's doing in his end-of-year press conference, gets to the podium. Uh, in his mind, he's saying, who cares? I'll take the tampering. We had to pay tampering for, for Kyle Lowry this past offseason. Sits down, says, 
We're targeting Donovan Mitchell. So Danny Ainge is furious, right? That's his arch rival. So he's already in his head. Donovan Mitchell's in cahoots uh, with the Heat already because he's a Heat culture guy. And he says, Danny, I want to be traded. Okay, please trade me. I've done what I can for this jazz organization. And then you've got D Wade there and D Wade orchestrates the entire deal. How do you think how realistic you think that would be? It seems somewhat realistic, you know, Kenny, with Quinn Snyder, you know, stepping down and the jazz feeling it it seems like the jazz are in that we tried with this group and we couldn't get over the hump. You know, maybe we you know, maybe we we tear we tear it down and and get started and, and Mitchell a little heartbroken about Snyder stepping down. I mean, and, and you, you just know, you know, the heat are going to explore mega deals. Oh yeah. You know, they're going to explore, you know, that now Mitchell and Butler together. Don't it be interesting just because of some of the crossover similarities and both needing the ball in their hands. But I love that the heater are contemplating that kind of, that kind of thing. I would be all for it. Sorry, Max Struess. It was fun, but, um, but, but see you. Tyler Hero, same thing. It was fun, but bye. Draft picks, we didn't have them anyway. It doesn't matter. So um, I, I have a couple of questions here from fans, and I, I want to get to a couple of things we've been discussing here as well. It's Ask Steve's with Steve Politziner here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, this email, Steve, comes from Jimmy in Port St. Lucie. Uh, I'm a fan of ordering food from nice restaurants, but picking it up and bringing it home is how I prefer to eat. I usually flip a few bucks to whoever hands me my food, but my friend recently got on me because he said I should tip it 15% on the meal at pickup. I say no way on that. What do you say? You know, Kenny, uh, great, really great question, and something that a couple months ago I was curious about as well. What do you What do you do? at pickup and there are times where I'll call in something ahead and pick it up. If not, and then of course, you know, you have your delivery services. So I actually looked it up and I think they suggest at, at like, if you're picking, if you're picking it up, Uh I thought it said five to 10%. So, you know, if you're picking up, let's say something really nice, like this, you know, guy said, you, you know, a hundred bucks, you know, and you leave 10 bucks, you know, there for, for pickup, which, because you're not getting the service for an hour's sure. period of time, sure. but a couple of years ago, you didn't even think to tip it, tip it, pick up. It I, wasn't. It I wasn't agree. As, um, norm. It wasn't the norm. So um, it's. Uh, it sounds like the world has settled at ten percent, and you know that seems fair because if you're doing fifteen to twenty in person, you know for like actual service, it you know it seems it seems reasonable uh, there. I always wonder though, where does that tip go? Is that pooled? Does the manager pocket yeah. it? Like, who, who gets and, that tip? And this is a great question because this is this is why I, at least since the pandemic, have always gone towards a higher end uh, and been generous tipping the people at the front. I don't, I don't know. No, I, I, I'm God's honest truth because I got called out on this on this radio station five years ago for not tipping a pickup. I didn't know it was a thing, so I've been converted. I'm a convert with this. Um, But when I worked at a banquet hall in junior high and high school, Steve, um, any tips that we would get, we would then split it with the the busboys. I was a server. We'd split it with the busboys, sometimes even pass it along to some of the cooks. I don't know the path of the tip because if I knew the path of the tip, perhaps the tip would be higher then on pickup in that spot. Uh, Yeah, I agree. And, and it's, it's one of those things that are changing. I feel bad that you got called out and that's why you oh, did it. I mean, but I, I don't killed. think most people knew. I don't think most, you know, most people, you know, most 
people knew. And I think if they broadcast more how it gets distributed, like it would, I, I would be up to even provide more. But yeah, now I'm automatic. Also, didn't need to be called out for it. Just saw the world evolve that you have to do that tip. You know, it's really also interesting that when you do like the DoorDash or those deliveries, uh-huh. how you're getting, like, do you then sometimes tip on top? That's where it gets even more cr- trickier because people say you still want to give that delivery yeah. person some action. You're already paying the delivery, the service charge. That, that's all you know, getting uh, you know, getting more and more costly. I, I'm trying to think, do we have any of delivery services as partners right now? Uh, nope, nope. That, so I like all the money to go to the restaurant, so that's why I prefer to pick it up sometimes. <laughs> there we now, go. I just wanted to make sure that I had that set. Okay, good. Now, where you do throw some on top to a DoorDash, to an Uber Eats, is depending on how far they drive. Like, if you order something that's, you know, 15 miles away, and it's right outside that range, or right on the edge of that See, range. I would never do that. I mean, but people do, and those are the ones that deserve a little on top. Well, you can also pay up. You can also pay up a couple extra dollars to get the delivery a little quicker, which I almost always always do because, I don't know, I want to (laughs) eat. I'd like to eat sooner rather than later. That's pretty (laughs) – see, that's very sound advice from Steve Policino. Ask Steve's president, Good Karma Brand. Uh, Also, very successful business mogul, family man, youth coach, down the line, you name it, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, and he imposes his wisdom on us every single week here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, We started the show, by the way, Steve, discussing athletes who always seem to get privilege or special treatment. Uh, I think based off of – some uh, some selective hearing last night. People were on social media were trying to make the case that Draymond Green was receiving special treatment last night. I don't think that's the case. I think the common sense thing not to call a double foul in the second quarter with him and Jalen Brown was the right thing to do and keep him in the game. But there are plenty of instances of special treatment. And so I think that if it, whether you're talking individual athlete by name or position, wide receivers in the NFL – have the most privilege or special treatment of of any any athlete in sports because they can't be touched. If you're past five yards, those guys can do anything. There's no rules right. impeding them. Uh, so for me, uh, that's the most special treatment, not Draymond Green. And then we also got Tom Brady, uh, a lot of special treatment for him. But you, in your sports life, who did you think got the most benefit of the doubt when it came to, to playing sports? I mean, grew up in like the Jordan era, right? So sure. <laughs> Nick Green went to the free throw line all the time. And late in games, he closed out games constantly. I always thought that the biggest thing was the way he preserved energy late in games is because he just got to the line. And as that Bulls team got older, they'd get more calls. It was just a way to, for, to catch your breath. You know, even you, you, played, you played your butt off on D and then you fouled him late. Like you knew late in the shot clock, he's getting it. And he would get to the line with three seconds left on the shot clock. Um, so I think he, he's probably the all-timer. I thought that conversation last night was so fascinating. In, in one of the most fascinating, and this one, I mean, I love Jeff Van Gundy. I'm glad, you know, he was back. Um, I wish Mike Breen was on, on the yes. finals call, too, but Mark Jones is doing a, a nice job. I just love that Jackson and Van Gundy are so comfortable with each other that they can disagree. Mm-hmm. And then when they brought Steve Jabby in, it was one of the first times I've ever heard a ref say yes. I do look at the circumstance. Yes, I do look at the time. It, I do do a different. Uh, he didn't say based on the star power, Javi. I don't believe. No, but he the did situation. Say, I look at it differently in the playoffs. 
which I thought was great. They're actually telling you, yeah, we do look at it differently. We do look at the, you know, the, um, the moment we, I thought it was so honest and it was great that they have that, uh, that they have that there. And my point with, with that, that I made earlier too, is that it's not like Draymond Green walked up to Jalen Brown and punched him in the face, right? It's not like he looked at an official Draymond Green and said, I'm going to, um, I'm going to pile drive your son, uh, off of uh, a dresser, right? He didn't do any of that stuff. I thought he was doing classic Dennis Rodman SB. Behavior. Like I'm, I'm making it seem like I'm kind of helping you, but I'm also kind of annoying. Yeah, and I'm, I'm hanging around an extra second to, you know, just yeah. like we can, uh, you know, like I believe he was kind of sticking his hand out while also keeping his legs yeah. on ground. He, like he's, that's what he, that's what he right. did. And he's so good at it, right? And he's so and, good at it, and it got in their heads. Look, it was a game until that. It was a game, you know, still at that point. Yeah, and once again, and it was also a brilliant tactical move putting putting. Um, and putting green on brown because I think it changed the whole dynamic of the game. Uh, at KLV1063 on Twitter, KLavica at goodkarmabrands.com if you want to get questions to our Steve Pollitt Or Again, uh, he is he is invoking all sorts of wisdom on us, as he always does. Ask Steve's every week here on ESPN1063. Let's go back to the old email inbox here. Uh, and this comes from Lorraine in Boynton. Thanks for weighing in, Lorraine. Uh, my husband has family coming down to visit, and they want a Florida experience. His aunt, however, gets very seasick, so no deep sea fishing his sister's terrified of gators so the everglades is out what would you steve do for a florida experience it's funny when you said that the first thing i was going was to yeah the you know to the deep sea fishing um and you don't have to go deep sea fishing you can also do like a dinner cruise you can just take a, <laughs> a canal you don't have to go deep sea fishing no you can stay in the intercoastal you can also rent a boat and just stay in the intercoastal and you can stop That's at a, a peanut island or, or um, just go up and down. You can go up and down. You could, you could dock in downtown West Palm. You can get out and walk around, um, you know, Clematis area and, and, and grab a bite. So you can do one thing is you can do boating without doing deep sea fishing. I have taken uh, visitors um, a couple of times on just going and renting, you know, renting a boat on your own and going and doing that. So that's one thing. But I think the basics there. Just the beach. You know, if you want to go do something, wherever they, you know, Lorraine, where did you say? Boynton? So she's probably and Boynton, you know, yeah. near Del Rey. Yeah. yeah, go to Atlantic Avenue. Just you know, go on the beach, free beach in Del Rey. You know, post up there and then walk around, you know, the avenue there and, um, you know, you know, and grab a bite. I think that and whether you're, you're there or you're, you know, she's in South County, one of the other, you know, great beaches. And that's a you know, that's a perfect, you know, an absolute perfect move and cost effective. You know, the beach, you know, not going to cost you a lot. You know, maybe parking and some food. Yeah. I think very cost-effective uh, you know, way to be able to, to enjoy it. But, you know, come down here, um, you got to do something with, with the water, whether it's, you know, deep sea, um, um, uh, boat tour, or, you know, on and around the beach. But see, that's Steve. He's thinking about entertainment, but also a way to make it uh, fiscally responsible as well. And that's what we appreciate about Steve Politino. Speaking of money, uh, I want to finish with this because at auction – Wayne Gretzky, a Wayne Gretzky Oilers jersey, authentic, game-worn Wayne Gretzky jersey at auction went for $4.1 million. So, businessman Steve Politziner, also massive sports fan Steve Politziner, uh, you you have $4.1 million that you can use at auction for one player's jersey. Which player of which team is it in your sports lifetime? I wouldn't... Who wants to pay four million dollars for a jersey? 
Why would you do that? Well, th- see, that, see, and that's the thing. We can't give a hypothetical to Steve because his business mind kicks in and realizes <laughs> what a waste. Why would you do that? Well, begging you do it, then you got to buy insurance on it. <laughs> then you got to make sure your house doesn't burn down. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, then you have to make sure no one steals it from you. And then you have to make sure it's an appreciable asset because, like, what are you going to do with it later on? I mean, if it's not worth, worth it. All valid I'd rather points. Put the four mil- yeah. I'd rather put the $4 million into, like, an investment, you know, property. But, look, if it's just a passion play, like, you're going to your all-time greats. My all-time number one, my all-time number one was Don Mattingly as a kid on the Yankees. You know, I'm lefty, played first base, and, you know, the captain. So, I guess if I'm going to do that – I, I, you know, I would do that. Now, I happened to be at a, a Marlins function at spring training, mm-hmm. and um, he signed a baseball and handed it to me, and I don't think I needed $4.1 million for that. <laughs> so I think I'm doing pretty well. It's funny you mention that because uh, two years ago, I went to Legoland with uh, my wife and, uh, and my children, and guess who was there standing in front of uh, one of the roller coasters? Their dinosaur Lego coaster was Don Mattingly, and this was my play. I swear this happened, Steve. I tried to like play it off like I knew him because I'm that guy. I'm like, hey, Don, good to see you. He's like, hello. And that was the extent of it. That was the exchange. But I used first name. Oh, and wow, like, I dressed deep. him as I'm if like, I knew I'm surprised he's not a regular guest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, after that deep, after that deep um, connection you had. That's my I can't guy. believe you didn't book him. I know. I know. That's my guy. I, I, uh, what, what an experience that was, though. Well, you probably hated him because, you know, you don't like the Yankees. You like the White Sox. No, but I also feel like his his like, like his aura has been diminished by the Marlins. Unfortunately, he's just like well, I don't it, know. it's one of those things where you're going to look up and you're going to be like, wait, Don Mattingly is like the longest tenured manager in major in a major league. That's true. To, yeah. you know, but but is Yankees Don Mattingly going to Legoland or is he going to Disney World? Right, like. It just sort of oh, and and uh, like listen, Legoland is a cheaper option than Disney World. I I appreciate Legoland, but Don Manningly, like the Marlins version, I, I was just sort of hey Don, you're wearing it. Yeah, today. you know Don's got he's got this you know he's remarried, he's got the second family. You know, but still the Marlins aren't you know necessarily paying what some of the other teams are. Again, you got I don't know why this whole call this whole <laughs> interview today, my whole segment today is about affordability. We're talking about <laughs> tips. You know, we're talking yeah. about economic ways. To but do it's the for beach. the people. Now we're talking about yeah. Florida leisure options. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the people. It's you. You are doing a service to the people, and it's the summer months, and so kids are out of school. People need to know how to how to make vacation. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Spe- speaking of, of vacation. Speaking of kids, Steve, we spoke earlier on the hierarchy. You know, of what a father and a, and a parent would want their kids to play, and we're talking positions on a football team. Uh-huh. So, what are your three? You know, that make the fiscally the most sense, you know, where you can make the is most money. Wait, longevity. For them to get a scholarship. Is this to get a scholarship yeah. in college? Yeah. Like, t- talk to me about that. Okay. Here's the hypothetical right, so 13 the or 14 year old. Is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, you can bring this up when, when Tannenbaum, Mike Tannenbaum comes on. But I, when I was talking to him the other day, um, and one of the things Mike Tannenbaum, you know, former, former head honcho of the Dolphins and the Jets said, is you know what the new hot scholarship is? Holder. <laughs> not long snapper, not holder. Uh, he, he said that's the new that's the new thing. So think about a position where you might have lasting ability, never get hurt. Isn't that a, <laughs> isn't not that, have to do anything? But isn't that like a punter it's, or a backup quarterback yeah, that usually yeah, does that? Yeah, right, 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 right. 
It you no, know, it was, but they don't want to. They don't want to risk those th- those guys to injury as much. Oh my god! So it and 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 you know you don't usually have to waste a scholarship. Somebody may pay the pay their way. Stone is furious. Stone is furious right now. He hates special teams. Oh, I'm teams sure people. like a purist like Stone, a true you yeah. know a true student game. You know, um, a quarterback legend yeah. in South Florida would yeah. not be, you know, would not, would not be comfortable with that. But, I mean, if you're going, you, you'd go there. So if you're talking about, like, where to get your kid, like, a scholarship, you go there, you go long snap, or you probably, or you go place, right? Uh, those, yeah, I, there it is. Be, if you're talking long gym. Now, I'm not saying that it would be, hey, like, I grew, you grew up, and you're like, I dreamed that my kid would be a holder <laughs> one day, right? You're probably thinking, yeah, right, the, the sexy position quarterback. You know, whatever, what you know, wide receiver, yeah. linebacker, something, something there. Um, but it doesn't. Uh, I, I'm much more focused on flag football right now. I have two big playoff games. Uh, you know, the week or it's playoff week. Both my teams are are, are in the playoffs, and you know, I'm working on a tremendous amount of schemes. Um, and you know, we'll be out scouting every moment that we're not playing uh, this evening in Palm Beach Garden. Oh man, the, the man has time to visit us and tell us about being fiscally responsible while preparing for two playoff flag football games. That is Steve Politziner, the president of Good Karma Brands, and again, business mogul in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, and Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. Ask Steve's. Steve, thank you. I feel wiser, and we'll talk again next week. Okay. Thanks, guys. That is Steve Polizziner here on Ken Levick Alive. That was absolutely excellent right there. And I could see Stone's face just getting more and more red as Steve describes and 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 uh and and ends up discussing holders getting scholarships. Have you ever seen a holder get a scholarship? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Has there ever been such a thing? No, he's lying. He's lying. I mean, he's absolutely lying because there's no fear that that person gets hurt. So, so I don't know what he's talking about. And if anything, it's like the coach's son. Oh, it's like a team man. decision. Like, let him hold this week, coach. Let him hold. You got so mad at the mere insinuation that could be your thing. Stone the Bandwitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Ken LaVica, Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. If you missed any part of Ask Steve's. A segment we do for you to make you smarter, to give you insights, to make sure that you're more responsible in your life. Steve Politziner, our president, Good Karma Brands, parent company, VSPN West Palm, and business mogul, knows all and knows everybody in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Just go to the Ken Levicka Live podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, it is free. The Ken Levicka Live podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just like Steve's advice, free Ken Levicka Live podcast is free. We need to have a serious discussion about Jason Tatum because this is starting to get weird now. Jason Tatum, in case you haven't heard, is a massive Kobe Bryant fan. Uh, Grew up with Kobe Bryant as his favorite player, uh, idolized Kobe Bryant, and obviously... Got to got to meet him, develop a relationship with him. It's cool. It's a cool story. It's Imit- awesome. Imitates his game after him. Yeah, absolutely. That that's his guy. That's his that's his his icon. Um, and so 
Uh, Kobe holds a special place in, in Jason Tatum's heart. Now, Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, Jason Tatum wore a purple armband with 24 in gold. Uh, some inspiration, I suppose, uh, in the form of Kobe Bryant uh, in, in that Game 7. And Lisa Salters, sideline reporter, even mentioned it, brought it up in the game in one of her reports uh, about the, the armband. So then the Celtics win Game 7, and Jason Tatum sends a screenshot on social media of a text message. And the, um, the, the, the name of the person that he's sending the text message to is Kobe Bryant. And it said, it's Jason Tatum sending Kobe Bryant a text message, I got you tonight, with prayer hands. So, okay, fine. Like, that's cool. He's honoring Kobe Bryant. He obviously feels a lot of emotions going to his first finals. My issue with that was not the act of sending the text message to a deceased Kobe Bryant. A lot of people cope that way. It's a sense of comfort um, that they, they still could have contact with somebody. Um, but my issue was the screenshot and then sending it out for the world to see for likes and for clout. That was the weird part. That's the part that I was sort of... Eh, like, what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to honor Kobe? Or are you trying to get little little clicky hearts underneath your, your tweet and your Instagram? Would you like it better if he just subtly did it in an interview? Sure. Like say, hey, sure. you know, one Absolutely. thing I did that, that helped me was I texted, you know, blah, yeah, blah, blah, I think blah, it's, blah. I think it's more organic okay. that way. Because I'm with you there. I'm with because you Because you can't then just use that for social media clout. Like, it's part of the narrative that he wants to tell. Yeah, the story and it, he's going to tell. You, you're, you're right. And it'll be, it would be, like, reposted and reshared organically from mm-hmm. the major accounts, mm-hmm. like a sports center, like an ESPN, right? And Jason like, it would Tatum more love. says he texted Kobe Bryant after Game 7 as opposed to, can you like this, like, 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 retweet, retweet, like, 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 like. I'm with you. Okay. So, but then it's, it's, gotten, it's gotten sort of weird after that. That was weird enough for me where I kind of called it out. I took some flack on that on social media for calling out Jason Tatum. Um. But then, NBC Sports Boston sent out a tweet right before game one where Jason Tatum's wearing an old-school Boston Celtics warm-up shirt in practice that is the same exact Boston Celtics warm-up shirt in design that Kobe Bryant wore when he was working out for NBA teams prior to his draft. And... It popped up on my timeline, and I said to myself, you've got to be kidding me. Like, why, why is this a thing? Are we really going to do this every day, this Jason Tatum, Kobe Bryant narrative? Is this now a thing? Because Jason Tatum's not the only one who idolized Kobe Bryant. I hate to break it to Jason Tatum, but Kobe Bryant's the idol of millions, okay? But this is a weird thing that suddenly we've just started to latch on to, is Jason Tatum imitating Kobe Bryant. It's gone past honoring Kobe Bryant and gone into this weird posthumous stalker sort of character that Jason Tatum is now expressing to the world. That was weird. Now, part of me wants to hold back, right, because now we're not letting this guy breathe about it. And, and, and maybe it's his fault for not executing it correctly, but I, I guess we're going to ruin it and, and kind of kill its organic vibe yeah, that it had going it was, at it first. It was cool when it was organic, but now we've turned it into this um, this trend. And 
any honoring that's being done of Kobe is now being done, seemingly, to grab attention. The only reason NBC Sports Boston is tweeting this is because it gets them attention. The only reason Jason Tatum is doing this is because he's now getting attention for it. He wanted to be in the same breath as Kobe, and he's doing so forcing these quote-unquote tributes on us towards Kobe when he's never done any of this before. He's been in the league for years, and I don't recall one other instance of these tributes to Kobe. But now, here we are, and it's showing up on our social media every day. So then, what does Jason Tatum do? Walks into the arena last night with a shirt that features features Michael Jordan on one side, and guess who on the other side? (laughs) Kobe Bryant. And of course, we make another big deal about it. And SportsCenter tweets it out. And ESPN's discussing it. Jason Tatum wears Kobe Bryant shirt. Did you know that Kobe Bryant's his idol? Did you know that he looked up to Kobe Bryant? Hey, remember a week ago when he texted Kobe Bryant? Hey, do you remember a couple of days ago when he wore the same warm-up that Kobe Bryant did? Hey, do you remember when he wore the armband with number 24 on it? Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? Is Tatum going to go for 71 points yeah, tonight? Yeah, like enough already. You can... You can honor somebody without making it a look at me. Not everything has to be in the public spectrum to be discussed. But now, the fact that it went from kind of cool and heartfelt wearing the armband to now purposeful talk about me, talk about me, talk about this, talk about me. It has completely undercut the message of trying to honor Kobe Bryant. And now it looks like uh, Jason Tatum is trying to use... Kobe Bryant. I think a lot of... And that rubs me the wrong way. I hear you. And I think a lot of that thought comes from that dirty bird, that blue app that trolls just live on. And, and, and a lot, in a lot of cases, ruin things like this that were brought up organically, right? It was an armband thing. And then but Jason Tatum's perpetuating hand. it now. I, he is perpetuating it, but I think his plat- the platform that is keeping you know, at, at this narrative or, or that narrative alive is Twitter. Like, it's full of trolls. I just I I but I hear you though. I, I miss Anthony Bourdain. I miss Roger Ebert. Uh, I I would like to give them a tribute, but I don't need to do it every day. So it turns into look at me as opposed to thank you for what you meant to me. Because Jason Tatum has turned into now look at me as opposed to Kobe. Thank you for the inspiration. He's still in the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, we're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Tomorrow, Tuesday, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, will be back off today because he is taking over for me Friday because I'm going to be in Jamaica. Vacation's coming. Yes, sir. So my Jamaican brother, Theo Dorsey, it sounds a lot better when he says it than when I say it. It definitely does. He'll be, uh, he'll be uh, carrying some of this load here. Uh, Jamaican brother. Yeah, I, uh, I actually don't love saying it. I'm just going to let Theo say that. Hey, Stone, let's get to uh, our Baptist uh, Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Green, hut, hut. 
There's a man down. Mike Breen, who has been out with COVID for the entire NBA Finals and going back to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Stone, it looks like our man, our number one play-by-play broadcaster in the NBA, is back. Let's go. He will be back. He will be in Boston, probably the site where he caught COVID. TD Garden Arena, game number three between the Celtics and the Warriors. But Mike Breen, bang, he is back. He is back, and he will return from COVID. I uh, knew there was an issue when we heard Jeff Van Gundy speaking in Game 7 with the Heat and the Celtics because Jeff Van Gundy, as soon as everybody heard him say two words, uh, millions of Americans diagnosed him with COVID. Turns out he had COVID. Mike Breen also had COVID, so Mike Breen is back. Uh, had missed time because of COVID, but the injury emporium with a focus on a voice. And honestly, a broadcaster should be a focus of this every once in a while. Mike Breen, our guy, is back. And that is our injury emporium brought to you by Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Well, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty, visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho care what did you do over the weekend with all the rain like you're you're like a busybody, get out do things what did you do with uh with the the wave as we call it i'm surprised you even asked me that because it didn't rain that much i was out on the golf course yesterday i guess i'm a little further south well yeah. yesterday was different i'm talking about like friday night saturday we were out and about nothing changed for me the rain didn't stop us <laughs> the rain did not stop us saturday we, we did like a sunset cruise it did stop raining and we went to the sandbar Cracked open a few cold ones, but it didn't last the whole day. And then yesterday we went golfing. So this little fake storm we had didn't touch us. I mowed my lawn last week. We got six and a half inches of rain in the Coral Springs area. It's now overgrown. So I'm going to have to go right back at it before I go to Jamaica. I'm furious. (laughs) Mother Nature, you suck. Theo's back tomorrow. Still in the Bannowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I've been live on ESPN 106.3.